Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Performance Group Podcast. Today, I am joined by 30-year Madison County Sheriff's Department veteran, Brian Bell, and the owner of B&B Lawn Care. Thank you for joining me, Brian. Thank you. So, Brian is a client. Brian is a captain of the Madison County Sheriff's Department. Is that true? Yes. So, you've been in law enforcement for a long time. Um, what I find interesting about what you do is you do a lot. You are running a full-time business as well as running a department, is the best way to say it. Um, in the last 30 years, you started as a jail officer, is that true? Yes. So, tell me a little bit how you got your start. Are you from Anderson originally? I'm from Anderson. My um my dad was a reserve deputy up there for probably close to 20 years, uh, so I kind of grew up around the place and grew up around a lot of the guys that are that are now now gone. But that's how I got my, my uh, foot in the door, I guess. Yeah. So you went to Anderson High School, Madison Heights. Where did you go? Highland. Highland. Yeah. From North Side. Yeah. So um, straight out of school, you knew the whole time you wanted to be. An officer? Or yeah, yeah per, pretty much at a young age. Probably I'd say about 16, 17 years old. I knew that was the path I wanted to try to take. So um, went to Ball State for a couple of years, trying to buy my time until I could get get close to 21. So yeah. um, that was the thing. I got, did two years at Ball State and then got on there at the Sheriff's Department. At the Sheriff's Department. So you started as an officer, worked to a jail supervisor, and then a parole officer, patrol officer. Correct. So, um, what are the, is that a natural step within the department? Is that like a normal path that people take? At that time, it was. At that time, the, the path to getting a patrol job was put your time in jail. Um, when a patrol job opened, you tested for it, and hopefully you got out. There was, a, there was a whole lot of people at that time starting in the jail and going to Anderson Police Department. There was a whole lot of that. Um, guys to go there and um, get the academy. We were one of the few departments that still had police officers working inside the jail. Mm-hmm. So you get the academy, you'd be a certified police officer, but yet you'd still be working in, in inside the jail. You'd do transports and things like that. So a lot of guys would get that schooling transfer over there, some police department or other agencies around the area. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, 30 years ago, what year is that? Is that 19, what year is it? 88, you got your start? So, what were jails like? So, that's a very vague question, but when you're in there and you're working um, as a jail officer, what were your duties? Like, what, what would you do? Uh, because I, in my brain, I'm thinking of prison TV shows, and that's the wrong way probably to look at it. Uh, no, that's, I mean, the, the jail is a, is a city within its own self. You have... Medical, you have a kitchen that serves three meals a day, 365 days a week. Um, you've got the inmates that you've got to take care of, um, security issues. Then, then you have the, in the lower part of the jail, you have the booking area where people are constantly being either booked in immediately or shortly thereafter booked out or, or changed out and put upstairs. Yeah. Um, at that time, we were housing about... Uh, our threshold is 207, and when I first started, we weren't at 207. We were fluctuating between 150 and 200. Okay. Um, and then um, 
it just constantly grows. Is that yeah. So it's at 207 now, pretty much at capacity, or has it expanded even more? So no, 207 is 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 we have 207 beds. Um, so we're always running over that. Yeah. Um, we're upwards of 250, sometimes over 300. Yeah. That can't be a good problem to have. No, it's it's not a. It's, 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 it's an overcrowded place. It's old. Yeah. So one of the oldest jails in the state was built in 1984. Jesus. So I'm, 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 last I thought it was like the third or fourth oldest jail in the state. Are there plans to remodel? Are there plans to do things? There's really nothing you can do as far as expanding there. The way, the way it's built on the hill, there's, you can't go up, you can't go out. So, yeah. So they're, they're out landlocked. Uh, there's a lot of maintenance issues now. Um, a lot of doors fell and things like that. That are, that are highly expensive. Yeah, so, that's just a, a cost thing. Like, so the current sheriff I know is um, trying to push for a study to build a new facility, and I think that's uh, that's definitely probably one of his his goals yeah. to finish out his term. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully they're able to get that done. So then you move from a jail officer to a jail supervisor and then patrol. What was the time frame um, moving to that? Um I started out as a civilian jail officer, which you're, you're not a police officer. You're, the, the term we used back then was a turnkey. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for eight months, got moved up to a merit, a merit officer, which is a police officer, went to the academy in, I think it was 1990, I went to the academy. Uh, came back, uh, worked different areas of the jail, uh, worked courthouse security, kind of bounced around between those two, uh, then became a supervisor. Um, I really can't remember how long I was a supervisor. <laughs> a, year, a year. I spent seven years in the jail. Okay. Panel. Yeah. So, so eighty-eight that puts us at nineteen ninety-five, right? So That's about right. Ninety-four, man. ninety-five. I came out on the road. And then, so you're a young patrol officer. Do they usually put you with a partner, somebody older, somebody that's kind of that mentor? You, for you went through or? a training process. Um, what I did a lot, and which I think helped me get on the road, is I spent a lot of time. When I would, I was on evening shift, so I would spend a lot of time when I got off work at the jail. I'd go out and ride with guys just to gain experience. And um, so, by the time that position opened up, I had quite a bit of experience out on the road. So it was a fairly easy trans 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 transition. Mm-hmm. Well, good. So then, what what year was BMB starting? BMB Lone Care. I started mowing yards under really no name back when I was in high school and college. When I got on the department, I stopped. Thought I wanted to do security jobs and quickly realized that I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so I probably started again back within a year of getting on the department, a year or two. So okay. 89, 90. Oh, wow. So the entire time that you were kind of taking these leaps, you were still running your own business yeah. on the side? Yeah. At what point did you transition from um, no name to no name? You Obviously, Brian's right. your name. But at what point did you transition to hiring employees? Uh must have been early 90s. Yeah. In that, in that. Just from a time perspective, or you were just getting so much business, you had some good relationships from the department. Business was growing. Um, so I hired an employee and, you know, kind of went from, 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 from there. So yeah. Never really advertised a whole lot, just kind of word of mouth. It wasn't pushing real hard to grow quickly. So yeah. Just kind of naturally grew, I guess, would be the right word. Yeah. And the nice thing of being in the, the department, it allows you to know people, know the right people, build relationships sure, and those mm-hmm. types of things. Yeah, a lot of networking. Yeah, absolutely. So we are 
30, at that point, then you're 30 years into your career at the Sheriff's Department as well as 30 years into your business career. What would you say that are the biggest similarities between the two, between trying to stay disciplined and you know, lawful and all these things, as well as regimented scheduling and running a business? Oh, they're very similar. I mean, you've got tasks that have to be done in, in both. Uh, customer service, I mean, customer service is huge in a business, and, mm -hmm. and quite honestly, it's huge, in, it's, huge, it's huge in the police department. I mean, most most of your calls are customer service-related calls. They're not, they're not criminal-related calls. So, yeah. Um, there's definitely a, definitely a, you know, you know, they're definitely the same there. So, I wouldn't have expected, I think that's a good way of saying it, especially in the world of de-escalation, right, that it truly is more customer service than anything. Sure. It, yeah. It's not what everybody thinks um, the TV show Cops is. No, it, it's not. That's a, that's a snippet of an officer's day, really. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say um, customer service, do you think that really you learned it from the lawn care side or from the officer side? And it's kind of a loaded question because the answer can go either way. You know, quite honestly, I think I learned it at a young age, you know. Um, my dad... My dad pushed it, you know, when, when I was when I was mowing, quite honestly, when I was mowing his yard. You yeah. Know, he, he expected it done the way he wanted it done. So I think I learned that at a, at a, at a, at a pretty young age. I had a lot of uh, mentors at the Sheriff's Department that were, uh, I was lucky they, they, they took me under my wing. Um, I think they knew my dad, and they I, I had some benefits there that they taught me a lot of things and, and taught me the right way to do things, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the biggest thing that I think a lot of young business owners and young people in, you know, employment in general, they, they don't search for that mentor. They don't have a mentor, so they kind of feel like they're stuck. Um, mentorship's a pretty huge thing in our business and obviously in, in your life as well. If you were to kind of think back, whether this is on the officer side or on the business side, of a moment where you screwed up, you had a failure, you you had to learn from that and then kind of how it shaped you into where you are today. It's almost like a, you're in for a job and I'm just reading those application questions. But like, tell me about something that was um, a failure that you learned from. Well, there was a failure in, in both, quite honestly. Um, you know, I, I, there were some failures in the business as far as um, micromanaging employees, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was that was an issue there for a while. It's taken me a long time to um, try to give up a little bit of control. Um, and then on the on the law enforcement side, I mean, um, an officer matures. I mean, you, you, you get a young officer who's um, out, wanting to make a difference, wanting to be active, um, and sometimes it can be overzealous. Yeah. Um, you learn that um, compassion, I guess, for for up people. I mean, not everybody has grown up the way that that I grew up, or maybe the way you grew up. Um, so you got to be you got to be compassionate about that, and, and have a little bit of understanding. And and that takes time. And honestly, it takes it takes maturity. Yeah, absolutely. And you truly matured through this this role. Sure. Yeah. Um, as I've advanced up in the department, you know, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to go to some leadership classes, and, and quite honestly, I've just got older. I've just naturally matured. Yeah. You know? um, so learn from your experiences, yeah. and that's really quite honestly, that's the best part about my job now. Is is I, I still enjoy, I still like it. Um, 
but I really enjoy working on my shift. I work at evening shift. I work with a lot of young guys. A lot of the new guys that come out end up on evening shift. Nobody wants to work three to eleven. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy working with those guys and trying to bridge that gap and speed up their their actually learning curve. So, yeah. Um, that's really the best part about the job for uh, me at this point. Yeah. So you would call yourself more of a, a coach and a mentor. You're doing exactly. exactly what those guys did for you. Exactly. That's that's kind of a, a great place to be. Exactly. So um, that being said, you have two girls, three girls? Two. Did you coach them growing up? I, I helped. My wife was the was the softball girl. So she, she, so she coached them, and I was just a go for a little bit. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah. ma'am. No, ma'am. Whatever you need. Well, that's, that's also a good lesson to learn because my wife was also a, uh, a softball player, so the, the most important thing that I'm going to have to learn is to let her take the reins, yeah. back up, smile, and say whatever you want to yeah. do. She, she knows that into things a lot better than I do. Yeah. So. so that being said, if we're looking at the next, because obviously 30 years is a long career, one as a business owner and two as an officer, if we're looking at, your next five, ten years, um, what would be in your heart of hearts the biggest impact that you can make, whether it's in the community or for young officers or for your girls or for your business? Um, good question. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest impact would be not necessarily my businesses. I mean, they are... Um, they allow you to do what you want to do. Exactly. Um, I'd say it's more at the Sheriff's Department to, to, to try to leave the place a better place than when, than, when, than when I got there. We've got a lot of young, good officers. Um, and we've had a huge turnover lately. I mean, we're, we're a very young department. When I hired in, we were very... We were an older department. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, that's... I just like to keep um, helping those guys, and um, I've got a girl in college now. She's kind of on her own, doing, doing her own thing. I've got another one that'll start next year, so um, I'm kind of looking to probably slow down just a hair. Um, so I, I've been running a business. I've been running a landscape business. I've got some rental properties, and then I've got the sheriff's department. And, I'm fit, almost 53 years old. I can't. I can't. That's a lot. I can't continue that. Yeah, that's what so. I think you're great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Well, it gives me no hair. <laughs> that's that's the problem. For those who can see the yeah. the shimmer on the top yeah. of the head. Yeah. And that's and well, and raising two daughters will turn you gray and make your hair fall out pretty quick too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the the negative part to doing all that is I lost some time with my daughters. Um, I want to be able to to catch all of my older daughters' high school. I mean, college games now. That's an important thing to me. I missed, I missed some things when they were younger, and, and, I, and I don't intend on doing that at this point. You know, the sacrifice that we um, we make when we're young to have that life when we're old is kind of what you're taught from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to give advice to a, a younger, I'm not even going to say a younger you because you can't do that. If you could give a word of advice to a young officer that wants to do a similar path as you, you see a lot of these guys that do have side businesses because they're working, you know, three days a week or whatever the, the schedule is. Um, what's what's the best word of advice that you have to somebody like that? Um, and, and that's that's a big thing in law enforcement and a lot of public service jobs. I mean, you make um, you make a decent living, you make, but but it's not great. Um, 
so a lot of them work part-time jobs, but you can get so overwhelmed with trying to make the extra money or work, work the extra hours that before you know it, you, you your children are growing up and you know they're, they're gone. So you gotta probably uh, balance it a little better than I did. Yeah, honestly. So when you say balance, are you talking about just working the long hours, doing more than you can? Yeah, yeah. You want to, you know, you only got so much time with 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 your children at home. So yeah, you know, they're gone now. I can I can probably work longer hours now. Um, I probably you just need to have a little more balance. I mean, I I work an awful lot of hours. Yeah. So so when do you think you realize that? transition of time for you was it after you felt a little bit more success was it after you felt like you could actually delegate because just as before you said you had a little bit of trouble getting up control it was then it was when i realized you know you can't you can't do everything and, yeah and have a personal life too you either have to delegate get good people around you and delegate those those tasks or you got to make a decision yeah uh, and, I, and i wasn't I didn't want to give up the, the business. Um, quite honestly, the business was. Uh, I plan on. Um, I, I don't plan on being a patrolman in '55. So in the next couple, couple of years, I plan on getting out of that job. Yeah. So I, I knew that I was either going to be done with the landscape business and full time at the sheriff's department, or retire from the sheriff's department. Yeah, vice versa. So. Yeah. So. That being said, what is, this is a very vague question, what are you most grateful for, whether it's been the department or the business that you've grown, what, 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 when you think of the word grateful, what do you think of? Uh, I guess I would think of people that have helped me along the, the way. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been lucky that, that my wife has a, has a business as well. She was in daycare, so she she was very she was with the girls constantly. So that was something I never had to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, she she took a job in daycare so that she could so she got free daycare and she was managing a, a preschool. And then ultimately she ended up buying a local school here in town. Oh wow! Um, so so I've had the I've had the opportunity to know that she that she's with the kids and the kids are being being, being taken care of. Yeah, when I, when I was going along. Yeah, so you're grateful for your wife, which was a big burden, you know, lifted off my 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 shoulders. And then, and then honestly, I'm really grateful for the guys, some older guys that took the time to help me, I mean, to, to to help mold me, and um, that was a huge factor, I think, in me advancing within the department. Yeah, and why do you think that they did that? I think there was a lot of reasons. I think I think some of it was they they knew and respected my dad. Um, but I didn't come in there with uh, with the attitude that I've seen. I've seen different guys do that have family and law enforcement that they have a I'm entitled to this. Yeah. I, I, I came in with the opposite attitude and it was because my dad was beating it in my head that you need to work harder than everybody else. So I think the guy saw that. Yeah. Why do you think your dad beat that in your head? He's just a very disciplined person. <laughs> He's just very disciplined. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Do you think you picked up any of those qualities? Definitely. Did you like those qualities when he was beating them in your head? Not at all. Do you appreciate them now? Yeah, you sure do. Why do you appreciate them now? Because it kept me out of trouble. Yeah. It kept, it kept me 
kept me out of trouble. trouble. I knew, kept me, um, I may not have been the most respectful kid to my parents, but I, but I was to other people. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it just, it just taught, it just taught, taught, taught me a lot. I, it's embedded in me, and, and, I, and I've passed that on to my daughters, so. Yeah. And they didn't like it either. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, that's what they say about parenting. Sometimes you can't be the friend, you just got to yeah. be the parent. Yeah. And there's a lot of lessons, like, even I've learned with my dad that I've learned by um, just natural absorption. It's not been on purpose. I've not always been the nicest back. So I, I see a lot of similarities there. Well, and there's a lot of similarities. I mean, you're kind of in the, moving into the same business that, 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 that your dad did. And, yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to... I didn't want to screw up and let him down because I knew if I messed up, not only did it reflect on me, but it reflected on him. Yeah. And I'm sure you think the same way. Yeah. And why do you think you felt that way? Um, do you think that he would have felt that way if you would have found screwed up? Yeah. Or do you, are you putting that burden on yourself? No, I think he would have felt that way. Yeah. No, I, I would have heard about it. Yeah. Which, that's okay, because it, it puts you where you are today. Yeah. So when you look at um, officers, young officers, that are coming in with a little bit more of an attitude, why do you think that is? I think it's a different, it's a different you know, time. I mean, yeah. um, I think there's some entitlement. Um, but honestly, I don't see that a lot in our, in our, in, in our agency. Good. We've... Um, we're pretty particular. I mean, we're pretty. Um, we got a standard that 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 we've withheld in the department for years through through many different sheriffs. Yeah, um, I've worked for five sheriffs, I think, and they've all held a standard that we got to do better than better. Yeah, and um, I've always agreed with that. So, what's better? What's the next step? The next step for me? No, for the sheriff's department. Even if that is you, the the next step at the sheriff's department is is they've got to do something with the with with the jail situation. I mean, it's it's a deteriorating building. Um, the last I saw was they're estimating at least a million dollars a year just to maintain the building. True, we. Um, it's not safe. It's not safe for the officers. It's not safe for the inmates. Um, it's just we have outgrown that. So there needs to be some kind of plan developed as to where we're going to go from here. Yeah. So then that being honestly, said, if they don't, um, the government's going to come in and it'll be a class action lawsuit, and we won't have any say in it at that point. Yeah. So well, that's kind of the last thing that yeah. yeah. So we, needs. we we need to be ahead of it on this. So. so then, what is the next step for you? Uh, next step for me is uh, I, I actually I plan on uh, running for sheriff again. Um, that will be in twenty twenty two. Okay. Uh, probably start. Sometime in 2021 with some 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 campaign things. Um, I'm going to keep running both of my businesses up until that point. Absolutely. Um, if I'm lucky enough to be elected, I anticipate either closing down or selling the the, the landscape business. I will I will keep the real estate. Um, I've recently hired a management company that seems to be working out really good and has taken a lot of stress off me. Good. Um, so I plan on keeping those and. You know, hopefully, hopefully get elected, and if and if not, then I then I will retire and I'll run the landscape business on a full time basis. Yes, so, absolutely. You know, I, I'm still to the point where I like both, but I but I can't do both. Can't do both. You're just stretched too thin. Exactly. Um, why do you want to be the sheriff? Uh, you know, it's always been a personal goal. Um, I think I got a lot to offer, um, and I want to leave 
my mark on the sheriff's department. I'd like yeah, that. absolutely. Um, I think that obviously the jail is not something that's going to happen quick, so the next sheriff will be dealing with that in some fashion, if it is the construction of it or if it's finishing up the planning of it. But yeah. um, that's where I started at the jail, and um, I never disliked it in there. I, I truly, I always liked it. A lot of people don't. Um, so to to be involved in that at the end of my career would be a would be a nice ending. I think so it's kind of the 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 bow on top of the present, yeah, right? Yeah, it would be nice to. To, uh, to help with a facility that wouldn't last Madison County for another 50 years. Yeah. So. Well, I hope we're able to get you there. I hope that when people listen to this podcast, they can kind of hear your why. They can hear you're here for everybody else. At least that's what I hear. I hear that you want to just help people, help officers the way that you were, you were helped while you were growing up. And I'm really excited and hope that 2022 is good for you and all of us. I appreciate us. your time. I appreciate you uh, inviting me in for this. Yeah, I appreciate you sitting down. Um, if people want to get a hold of you or people have questions or people want to you know, help with your campaign, how can they reach out to you? Uh, they can reach out to me on Facebook. I'm just done right now. I'm just, I don't have anything set up as far as the campaign goes, but, but I'm on Facebook. They can yeah. reach out to me on Facebook, just Brian Bell. Um, they can call the Sheriff's Department and ask me to call them and leave, and leave, and leave a message. So uh, we'll, we'll be coming out further here in the next three to six months with uh, some campaign and, and, and information and probably a public announcement that here soon. Well, perfect. Well, then this kind of times out perfectly for him and times out perfectly for our podcast. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Have a good day.